Hello and welcome back to the Data Dialogue. I'm Mike Fuller, Regional Director of Marketing. And in today's episode, I'm joined by a special guest in person from America, my colleague, InterSystems Senior Advisor to Supply Chain, Mark Holmes. It's great to be having this conversation face to face today, Mark. As we all know, that supply chain continues to be a hot topic, probably becoming more so in the fore because of the pandemic, uh, the blockage in the Suez Canal making headlines, um, fires in chip plants causing supply problems with computers and cars, and uh, trying to understand how supply chains are coping now and continue to do so and transforming uh, with these worldwide events. With your experience, 30 years of experience in the supply chain industry, are these new problems or are they exposing ones that already existed in the supply chain? Yeah, it's a good question, Mike. I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, new problems. I think it's just, it's exposing the limitations to be able to manage disruptions that we have today. You know, you know it's just, as we know, the, the disruptions that we're having today are, are much greater and much more expansive than they have been in the past. Uh, but it's been also, it's been complicated because the number of applications that have grown into our supply chains over the years. So now we have all the global disruptions, we have the constraints, but we also now have, you know, millions of pieces of data that's coming in that needs to really be analyzed uh, more so in real time to be able to determine what we need to do. And then on top of that, there's issues around uh, labor, labor constraints, and to being able to really, you know, with, in this digital environment to be able to analyze data the way we need. And at the same time, there's been a tremendous change in consumer behavior patterns, especially, you know, at the point of sale. And with disruptions and with uh, the disparate data and systems that we have, it's very difficult uh, to be able to uh, interpret and to come to actionable insight. Okay, you use an interesting term there when you say actionable insight. I take it you mean really turning insights into action in a timely way. Now, how are companies achieving this? You know, we have created a, a data platform uh, that creates a, a connected tissue through a concept called data fabric of where we there's an architecture that has been built that makes data usable and trustworthy. But we at InterSystems, what we do is that we create a what we call a smart data fabric. So now we use embedded analytics and embedded interoperability into the platform so that we can now analyze data more accurately in real time and at the same time be able to bring in the workflows. So the combination of the workflows and the data in more real time and with more accuracy is how we're being able to um, manage those actionable insights, as you just mentioned. And, and what kind of examples have you seen in our customers? Because obviously we've got a wide customer base over the world, um, everything from MSC to uh, for the shipping and, uh, and Amica for the semantic orchestration of supply chain, um, CFO in France in terms of building supplying malls. So what are you seeing common concepts arising from this, connecting all these different data sources, connecting all the internal, external, the ERP, their own databases, how do you bring that all together with this connected tissue? So it's, you know, by adding the SPAR to the example that you gave is it's all about, you know, how do we bring that connected tissue of all the disparate data sources and bringing that together in, in more of a real time and accurate way. And a lot of it is around harmonization and normalization. 
and and being able to then create those those actionable insights from this uh, one database, one data platform of where we're bringing those four capabilities that I talked about earlier into one platform, uh, because the and, and that's where we need to be now is we need to be able to bring the capabilities again of ingestion of integration, of interoperability, which is workflow, and of embedded data analytics, which is around AI and ML, and and be able to truly leverage uh, the AI and ML portion of what we do. Because, you know, with that much data and the the different sources of data that you need to have the AI uh, and ML uh, to help you enhance those actionable insights that, that are accurate in more real time. So it's all about time to decision in an accurate way. Okay, so lots of data sources and the means of getting that data together using that that connective tissue, that smart data services. But with all this data, you have to understand the domain. So uh, there's a very popular role now for data scientists, but is that the whole story? And how do we uh, scale that um, domain expertise and that uh, applicability of data scientists and the work that they do, the wrangling, I understand it's called, how do we expand that in an organization and make it practical and easy? Yeah, that's a good question because, again, you know, there's there's a limited, uh, I would say, capabilities in the market today to be able to, with this so much disruption and, and with the disparate data and the whole aspect of what you said around data scientists, you know, bringing on more and more data scientists is, is not the answer uh, for many reasons. But, you know, our, our platform brings what, what we call a, a user self-service uh, for analytics. And it, it allows to use the platform to enhance almost uh, the, as being a, a, a data scientist itself. So we're using our embedded uh, analytics, our, our embedded uh, interoperability with workflow and AI and, and what we have is called integrated ML. And we're replicating what a data science would be doing, but we're being able to do it in an at-scale manner so that we can, with millions of pieces of data across many, you know, obviously when you're talking around verticals of consumer goods and manufacturing, you have so much data along the entire supply chain. And being able to have a platform that is ingesting and bringing that information together uh, in, in, in a more insightful way is, is what we need to augment uh, a data scientist role to then to be able to analyze the data in more real time. Yeah, that, that was a term that Gartner was using, this augmented insight, augmented intelligence and augmented transactions. And I think that makes a, a good point because it's not that we're trying to replace the experts in the market. We're trying to empower them. You're From the sound of it, you're putting in the hands of uh, much more people in the supply chain the means to make the intelligent decisions when they need to do that in the moment. Last week, I was talking to the chief supply chain officer for Mondelez, and and Sandra was saying that, look, we need to come to a more transparent supply chain and get to the point of optimized decision-making. And that's what everything that we've just been talking about. So if, if you think about this, transparent supply chain, what does that mean? That means we got to have that connected tissue, bringing all the, the disparate data sources and systems together, number one. But then to be able to have an optimized decision-making, it's all about making sure the data is harmonized, it's normalized, it's real-time, it's accurate, so that it can be usable in uh, in a way that you're going to be able to impact 
the ultimate customer because it's the customer experience, whether we're managing product into manufacturing to ultimately meet fulfillment, or maybe it's it's omni-channel, maybe it's going direct to the consumer, maybe it's going at point of sale to, at, at a retail site. But it's all about that, you know, optimizing the, the, the first mile and optimizing the last mile through enhanced insight. So it's a lot of times I talk about it as in, in putting intelligence into the supply chain at scale. Right. Thank you. And, and I think um, we kind of touched on it earlier, but this uh, network approach, rather than taking a linear approach to the supply chain, allows companies to pivot. They allows them to be more resilient. Do you have examples of that? Do you have uh, a better insight into how a supply chain becomes more resilient taking this approach? Yeah, a- absolutely. In fact, you know, it's something that and I've been talking about quite a bit for a while. To your point, is you know, how do we move from a linear supply chain to more of a, a digital network, to where you know you have a digital core in the middle and that around the edges is that you have the the whole aspect of of synchronized supply and demand, the synchronized fulfillment. And examples of where we're doing that with some of our customers is that, you know, we have like SPAR, like I mentioned earlier, SPAR is all about exactly that. So being able to see demand shifts within a region and at the store level and then being able to then look at where's my inventory and being able to connect the, the transportation piece to it. So being able to connect the OMS, the WMS, and the TMS, but knowing real-time using AI demand shifts at the point of consumption then allows you to rebalance in an optimal way the decisions that need to be made so that you can get product at the right location at the right time in the most optimal way. Yeah, and I think that that's that end of chain, that that consumer driven uh, supply chain is is where we're we're really being aiming at. You know, the the idea of of uh, not just time to market, but time to shelf, and the idea that those decisions can drive back the supply chain and manufacturing process. So uh, you need that connected tissue, you need that interactive AI and ML process so that you could reiterate through your decision process. What other examples apart from retail, and uh, I mentioned MSC and the others, but you obviously talk to our customers and to prospects. What other examples were making a difference today? Can you share with us? Well, even if we go into, let's say, you know, logistics and distribution, uh, so take uh, so take Peltec, uh, a very large, uh, one of the largest distributors uh, in Japan, and we're working with them in the same way. In fact, they are on a digital transformation roadmap, and we become part of that digital transformation. As we all know, you you start small, and and it's a journey. You know, you never can go from from A to E, right? It's A B C D E, and and. So there's the, the small portions of, of optimization, but being part of the digital transformation, number one, is key. But being in the logistics and distribution part of the business is it's almost a, a greater disparate uh, application of, of sources. Because if you think about it, it's not only dealing with the end, maybe the, you know whoever that end consumer is, but it's now you're dealing with all the, the ecosystem of logistics partners your, your own systems yourself, the supply and the demand. And so what we've been able to do with them is, is improve uh, inventory optimization uh, through better planning and forecasting by 5%. And that's, that's huge. You know, 5% increase not only has a working capital impact, but it ultimately has a revenue impact. 
right and i and i think the world today needs to manage its its reserves and manage its way it goes to market and really optimize how it applies its resources so with this situational awareness you're providing customers um they have the ability and the time to make better decisions so um you're here for a number of of uh, activities you've got a round table coming up what are kind of uh, topics do you think will arise in that the roundtable discussions it's going to be pretty consistent of what we've been hearing for a little while it's you know it's accelerating time to decision that we've been talking about how do we gain access to significant data sources and and many different systems so it's and the harmonization and normalization of data i think we're going to hear a lot about that i think we're going to hear a lot a lot around supply chain orchestration which is really that that whole aspect of you know control tower insights and maybe even a digital twin which is at the very beginning of conversations within supply chain you know we've been in digital twins now for a while in manufacturing but it's starting to take off now in supply chain you know so it, and then we're going to hear i believe a lot around how do we take ai and ml that's been used in manufacturing for such a long time and take it outside the four walls and put it into helping with demand sensing and forecasting and helping improve replenishment uh, and the whole aspect of on time in full. So I think we're going to be hearing a lot about that. Yeah, I think you make an important point there. We, we should never think of a supply chain in isolation. Um, we mentioned retail at the front end, but the manufacturing and smart manufacturing is part of the story. This end-to-end continuity of semantics and of data and processes. So do you think that people really are getting that smart manufacturing and being able to connect it to the supply chain in the way they need to? I think that, you know, the businesses are, are wanting to get to there on how do you merge smart manufacturing with the intelligent supply chain. And, you know, I think some businesses um, are, are on the right track to get there, which is part of digital transformation. But it's uh, nowhere near optimal in any way. And many businesses haven't even undergone the transformation. And businesses that are starting the journey, it's a three to five year journey. That kind of um, stock management from that side is, I talked about a lot. What about things like consumers being involved in the design of the products and the kind of feedback through all the way back into the manufacturing process? Is that a dream or are we actually going to have that? No, I, I think we're going to get that. You know, it's, it's in my opinion, it's, it's all use case driven. You know, it's all around customer expectations, around um, making sure that uh, the customer is involved and in, in ultimately what they want to see, when they want to see it, and how do they want to see it. There is a lot of, of customer feedback now that's obviously being used within consumer goods. But I think, as we know with Amazon, you know, being able to fulfill in that final mile, there's a lot of changes based on customer feedback. Because it's all about really enhancing the customer experience uh, and, you know, down to design of the product itself. And, and how can we design the product so that it could also be optimally distributed and transported uh, within the supply chain and warehoused within the supply chain? So we will definitely still have a significant impact uh, from a consumer uh, input. And you mentioned Amazon. That's a great example because, you know, they came to market sending their books and then everything else under the sun and then they opened shops. So, you know, the buyer experience in an Amazon Fresh shop, very interesting. And it makes real this concept of omnichannel. So presumably you've got some questions there and answers around establishing omnichannel, so that you're online and offline and everything in between. 
Yeah, and I think that's just where, uh, you know, what we can do from a data platform, you know, when you have demand pattern changes and you have different channels of distribution, uh, it's look, and, and, and the customer expectation is I want to see it in, in, in one hour. You know, it is a, a significant play in data and the significant in play in being able to make the right decisions with the data in more real time. And, and I think, you know, it's important uh, to understand, too, you know, that, look, corporations don't need yet another application. They don't need yet another enterprise system. It's taking the data that you have and being able to optimize the data. You know, how can we bring data so that it's more accurate and more intelligent, more actionable that can then be moved into those existing systems or given to the people that are running the different functional aspects of the company and helping them make more faster, accurate decisions to be able to meet that customer expectation. Okay, so it's about taking your existing investments and really making them work better, smarter, and in, as you say, near real time or real time. Absolutely. Okay, well, it looks like a brighter world, certainly for me as a consumer. I, I welcome that. I don't want to wait when I order a computer or a car, wait for four to six weeks or longer. Um, and so I hope that these these subjects that you're talking about, this uh, ability to bring the use the smart data services and the data fabric, the connective tissue, binds an organization together so I get a better service. But uh, just looking in the crystal ball, where, where next? Anything after this? Or have we got enough work to do just now in the next two to 10 years anyway? Yeah, so that's a good question, Mike. And, and I think a very important one. Look, we are, you know, the digital journey means really moving away from a traditional linear supply chain to a more digital supply networked supply chain where you have a digital core. And then around it, you have you have it's the smart factory, you have intelligent supply, you have digital development, dynamic fulfillment, synchronized planning. So there's a, a constant uh, play between all the different functional groups and more real time. And, and that's where we're going. We're going to a, a very you know, collaboratively, digitally, integrated supply network where there's a lot of synchronization, dynamic uh, aspects that that you will have to use more of a data platform that is having the capabilities that we talked about to be able to take and make sure that you're using accurate, real-time, actionable insights that are going to be working within a digital core to help you synchronize uh, and, and play between all those cross-functional groups in real time at the same time. So, Mark, you know, when you're talking about using uh, smart data fabric and smart data services to really be the connective tissue that brings existing real estates together in the supply chain, to provide a better user experience, both from the consumer point of view and actually the people working in the supply chain, but starting now in a practical way, what are kind of four bullet points that you would summarize with where they have to start in this journey? Yeah, so look, it's it's all about, I, I think, you know, there's there's four words that we can expand upon, and, and we've been talking about it. It's, it's see, understand, optimize, and act. And if you go back to see, it's about providing that end-to-end visibility, and then at the same time being able to understand, which is the data-driven insights, but then you need to, in real time, optimize. So you need to have that end-to-end prediction and orchestration, 
which is going to lead to more prescriptive analysis. And then you need to act upon it, which is that end-to-end aligned decision-making. And all of that needs to happen together at the same time. And that is everything that we've been talking about up to this point is that it's it's that data-driven platform that brings those capabilities together in a way that we can see, understand, optimize, and act. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoyed listening to you, understanding the market much better now. Um, but there's a lot for me to learn. And I think if other people want to learn more about this, I know you're posting a lot of information uh, on the uh, blogs and uh, on our website and indeed we've got the global summit our annual conference coming up in seattle on june 20th so uh, i know a lot of our customers and our partners are going to be there um you'll be there won't you mark absolutely looking forward to it okay so i you know i think face-to-face discussions that's really what gets this going i think there's a lot of energy a lot of excitement so thank you for your time i really appreciate it and indeed thank you to the audience for tuning in to the data dialogue until next time thank you very much